Welcome to Soul Essence Wellness Center's podcast, a podcast to help you connect with your highest self that features episodes combining psychology, spirituality, and energy healing. Please welcome your host, Zandra Haas, a spiritual wellness coach, psychotherapist, and psychic medium in Boulder, Colorado. Welcome back, and thank you so much for tuning into my podcast this week. I have an amazing team of humans that have decided to come on board with me and help me get all the podcasts back on YouTube. For a while, I was putting up videos, but it was a lot to be able to film in high quality and record the podcast at the same time. And so I ended up dropping the YouTube piece, but we are back on board. So if you're listening to this on podcast, you can also find it on YouTube. And if you found it on YouTube, you can also listen to it on Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, all that good stuff. So diving in, we are going to play in the topic of authenticity today. And in terms of definitions of authenticity, it's funny, when I do these podcasts, I don't really look up information. I just speak (laughs) for where I come from and what I experience as a therapist. But In terms of giving you a definition of authenticity, when I think of being authentic, right? There's like a movement outward. To be authentic means being open, having permission to be your authentic self. And a lot of being your authentic self means being your soul, being that ancient, wise, knowing being, knowing how you feel, having permission to express how you feel. There's not that inhibited feeling, right? There's permission. And being in your full authentic selves is one of the highest spiritual frequencies that you can hold in yourself. It's what people crave, right? We crave this like freedom. We crave this opportunity to speak our full truths, to create, to have that flow. And we're going to go into what it means to live an authentic life And also bring in the perspective, because I'm always working with sensitive, empathic, intuitive people, star seeds, things like that, what the additional challenges are. If you are a person that experiences energy kind of more on steroids, or it's hard sometimes to create good energetic boundaries, there can be extra barriers to being authentic because you feel so much around you. So it can even get kind of confusing in trying to identify who you are and how to stay connected to that. And to stop being fearful or overprotective of other people or codependent on other people, all those little nuances in there. So if we start with authenticity, kind of the definition or my definition or feeling or sense of it is being able to connect with your soul essence or authentic self. I kind of put those parallel to each other. And your soul essence Everyone has a unique soul essence, a frequency that they emit. It's like your fingerprint, right? There is something very unique about the way that you show up in the world. And from the perspective that this is maybe not your first rodeo as a soul, maybe you've had multiple lives from the Buddhist perspective. It's kind of where I come from with these things. There's a lot of awareness and experiences that you've had. There's a lot of trust because of the experiences that you've gone through. And so sometimes being authentic in a way is giving yourself a lot of credit and feeling into, wow, I've been through a lot. I've learned a lot and I can do a lot. Okay. So 
authenticity on a soul level, the closer you can get to living life from your purpose, your soul, your essence, even your values, we could equate some of those words, you're going to drop into freedom. You're going to drop into the sense of being able to relax into being yourself. And the reason I bring up this topic specifically is because a lot of times when people are struggling with mental health issues or emotional issues, sometimes it is more so an inauthenticity issue. It's kind of a tongue twister. It's an inauthenticity issue. So when you are not able to be authentic, if we take the example of you know, perhaps identifying as a queer person, if I don't have spaces to be able to express this part of myself, if I don't have the ability to be able to share the full expression of who I am, my identity, I will probably start looking for spaces where I can be more authentic. Say I grew up in a family system that doesn't support queer identities or doesn't support the idea of not being straight, right? Or heterosexual or heteronormative or some of these bigger words to describe identities or sexuality, gender, things of that nature. If you grow up in a system that doesn't support that, it's going to feel heavy. It's going to feel like you're not enough in a way, which isn't true, but it's a system that has taught you that identifying in a certain way is safe or healthy and some parts are not. And so if you're not able to show up in that space, right? If we take the I example, I might start looking for support groups online. I might start reading queer literature. I might start going into chat rooms or dating spaces. I might go to clubs. I might dress up, right? And take on some kind of cool self-expression that no one's really aware of, right? I might start following people on Instagram that I'm really inspired by because they get to be their authentic selves. And so it allows me to feel lit up. When I bring up examples like this, the reason I'm speaking to, and this is a big one around authenticity, around identity, right? In this sort of space is that it's pretty hard to down your authenticity long-term. So if you're not being in your authentic self, right? It might come out in really obscure ways. It might come out in really unhealthy ways and it might cause anxiety and depression because being your authentic self is what you're here for. You're here to learn and grow and get closer and closer to being your brilliant, authentic self because purpose, passion, alignment, all these great, lovely joy, love, they all come through authenticity, courage, confidence, right? So if we take another example, maybe a smaller example, but still kind of big, Say you are a person that is working a job. Say you have an entire family, say you have three kiddos and you're working in the business world, in the sales world, and you really don't like the product. You don't like the people you're around. It doesn't feel right. And yet you feel caged. You feel like you can't walk away because there's people depending on you for income. And yet maybe in the background, maybe in your mind all day at work, or maybe even on your drive home, you're thinking about when you were growing up, There was a love of writing. There was a love of art. There was a desire to create, to offer those things to people. And so sometimes maybe when everyone goes to bed and you're sitting there alone at night reading your favorite book, you dream of creating a business where you can write things for people and create art or bring in creativity. Maybe that looks like being some kind of website creator where you write people's websites in a certain field and you create logos, or you create different branding or design, and that just lights you up. 
but there's so much fear around walking away or disappointing people. Or maybe there's a projection that people that do those things are a certain way, right? Or whatever programming you got plugged into that's never been you. All of a sudden, that inauthentic feeling of trading your time and energy for something starts to weigh heavier. And sometimes this is where addiction can come in for people, right? So if you spend your whole day doing something that doesn't feel authentic or right, you might come home and notice, huh, I pour myself a cocktail. Huh, sometimes I end up smoking pot or I kind of zone out on the TV because I don't want to feel anymore. I don't want to experience that low that I experience when I'm in my day. And this is sometimes where mindfulness comes in. If you're aware of these feelings, a lot of people are afraid Because if they become aware of these feelings, then they're scared of change. But change doesn't have to be scary. Most of the time when I see people being their authentic selves, that feeling of being able to have your full freedom, your goodness, your self-love, your alignment, it's worth the world. It's worth the world. There's a whole level of freedom that comes from that. And just because you want to be your authentic self and you feel blocked by it, The tricky part is people can feel those blocks because they start coming out through emotions. And this could happen if we take this example again of the person who is in the sales industry, they might start getting really frustrated. Maybe it's certain behaviors that they do, but maybe they find that there's a lot of anger and they're lashing out at their kids. Maybe when they're driving home from work in rush hour, they're like weaving between people. You ever see that, right? Where you're on the highway and someone seems really impatient and they're weaving back and forth, but they're not really getting any farther and they're honking their horn and they're tailing people and they're, you know, flipping people off. And there's all this, all this anger in their space. And a lot of times when I see that, I'm like, wow, they're really going through something because they're trying to move energy that's happening, that's uncomfortable in a different part of their life and they're not able to express it. And so they're using this medium to express that energy. But does it have to do with the person going two miles per hour under the speed limit in front of them? Probably not, right? Does it have to do with the fact that they have to wait in traffic? Maybe there's some frustration there, but their behavior isn't matching the situation. And so if you're a person where you're like noticing while it's happening, you're like, wow, I'm yelling at this person or I'm getting upset And you're like, the scope of what's happening does not match my reaction to it. It usually means you're shoving something down. It means that you're not able to be authentic in a certain part of your life or express something or say something or make a decision. And it's coming out in these big ways. It is very, very hard to hide your authentic self. And so a lot of people just say, I'll just keep shoving it down, but it comes out in these different ways and people can feel it. People can feel when someone is clogged or not able to, not able to have that freedom. We can feel it in people. We really, really can. So how does this relate to people that are sensitive, empathic, intuitive, my star seeds, all you beings out there, more and more people identifying myself as included in that. How do we work with energy differently, right? So as a sensitive person, you are going to feel energy at higher levels. Sometimes, especially highly sensitive people, my HSPs, if you can lights, sounds, all of that, it feels kind of invasive in your space. And sometimes it can feel like there's not permission to be your full self. And so sometimes this idea of authenticity, sometimes it feels like there's not enough room or there's not enough space 
where you feel bombarded by things, you get kind of blurry or there's people pleasing. If you can feel other people's needs or energies, it feels hard sometimes to say, I can tell this person wants this and they can take care of themselves. That is a big thing I see. This is a whole other topic and perhaps we'll go into it around trusting other people to take care of themselves, but it's one of the biggest blocks I see in sensitive and empathic people is they don't trust that other people can take care of themselves. And so sometimes they make decisions that are inauthentic based off of not trusting other people's energies, actions, things of that nature, and then resentment starts to build. So again, sensitive, empathic, intuitive people, you've really got to ground your space. You've really got to map out what your feelings are. And you really got to send energy back from other people and trust that other people can take care of themselves. Because if you mistrust that, that is one of the, in my opinion, one of the most unkind things you can send people, right? Around like, I don't trust that you can do that. I don't trust that you're strong enough. I don't trust that you can make it through that. That's a really icky feeling to send someone. And so if you're sensitive and you can feel people's pain, You also have to work with how often do I trust that other people can take care of themselves or that they're strong enough to make it through or creative enough to come up with something. So again, lots of pieces here. Now I'm thinking I'm going to do a whole one on trusting other people, (laughs) but sensitive, empathic, intuitive people, star seeds, things like that. We really want to make sure that you stay aligned in your best self and notice where the blocks to being your authentic self are. Because otherwise, like I'm speaking and like I'm saying, resentment starts coming through in really big ways. So what's a small example that I see in people around authenticity? Well, take me, I'll use I statements for this one here. But I find I grew up with this sense of Again, kind of the grit, kind of do it yourself, kind of don't trust other people. There's kind of like a chip on the shoulder for not letting like other people help in some ways. And it blocks love. What I realized that it kind of felt growing up like, oh, there's like this ability to be strong and to get through things and to not need other people. And that's great in some ways. But what I noticed is that some of the patterning that I grew up with blocked love. It blocked care. And when it blocks love and care, it doesn't allow me to heal things. If you ever want to heal something, you want to be in community because you're going to heal a lot faster. If you do something on your own, it's the slow road. You feel really confident a lot of the times and like you got through something, but it takes longer to be able to do those things. So an example, a small example I can give you, and we'll bring in a prop for this one. I am one of those humans that loves bhakti chai. I don't know if bhakti exists near you, but I love the gingery, spicy. I get bhakti chai lattes a lot. And there's a coffee shop near my work, near my office space. And there's a lovely being I see there often. And normally she's on the cash register. And so I walk in, I stand in line. I notice she's on the hot bar. She's the person making the drinks, right? So she's not able to talk or connect. And I'm like, okay, you know, sounds good. And I order my drink and then I go stand by the coffee bar and wait. And when she's done with the drink, she hands it and she goes, oh, hi, Zandra. And she was like, I love your dress. It looks really good. And so we pause. What do you think my reaction was in that moment? My face did this. Thanks. My voice went up a little high. My face kind of scrunched. My stomach went, I went, Thanks. Like a really cheesy picture, right? (laughs) 
And so a really, really important part for me, and I've been working on this a long time, is understanding that authenticity and inauthenticity, they're on a spectrum. It's not just like I'm being authentic or I'm not being authentic. What is 100% authentic Xandra, right? But for me, it's working on things in parts. It's noticing my body language because a lot of times when we're inauthentic, the body doesn't lie. You'll see people cross their arms. You'll see people kind of like get smaller in some sort of way. You'll see people get more tense. When we're authentic and we're just letting energy in, energy moves in, moves out. There's a flowing. There's a way that we move energy out and we take it in. There's this exchange, right? Almost like an Xfinity, Xfinity symbol, like an infinity symbol, like my logo. And so I noticed right away, there was a block there. And so what I did is I looked at her and I said, I said, thanks. And then I said, oh, I was like, I'm really trying hard to learn how to take in compliments and you were good practice for this morning. And she was like, hey, glad to be that person for you. And we laughed and we walked, you know, I walked away. And then I was like, oh, okay. So I got to be authentic there. I got to name that stickiness that happened in my system and that felt good to be able to do it. And so kind of checking in with yourself as you're listening to this or you're watching this video, how good are you at taking in compliments and being your authentic self if someone offers you kindness? Can you take that energy in or do you block it immediately based off of some kind of patterning? I find that with compliments, especially with people that I know, I do this really fun practice and it will be perhaps I come down the stairs in the morning and my partner goes, oh, love, you look really good. Your hair looks good. If I go, "Mm, eh, mm, mm," or I start blocking it, usually what I do is I pause And I say something like, I have to do my compliment practice. I'm going to try to take all of it in, or I'm going to try to get up there and like the 80 to 90% and take it in. Cause I think I only took it in like 20 to 30%. And I want to get the full healing frequency. I want to be able to take it in because it's like, I spend an hour showering, blow drying my hair, combing it, doing all this stuff. Like I'm trying, you know, and I'm succeeding and making my hair look decent for the day. So it doesn't feel inauthentic if someone compliments me. I already agree that my hair probably looks good for the day, you know, hopefully. (laughs) So for me to block it, that's inauthentic because that's not what I believe. You know, a lot of times when people say or compliments or things like that start happening, people will go, oh yeah, I tried. Or they'll kind of brush it away and say like, oh yeah, you know, oh, it's an old dress or something along those lines. And so what I try to do with my partner is I will say, okay, I'm going to fully take it in this time. Can you say it again? And I'll close my eyes and I'll take a deep breath. And he'll say the same thing over. Hey, love, your hair looks really good today. And then I allow that frequency, almost like water, almost like air to reach my heart space, to soften it. And I say, thank you. That really means a lot. It took a long time to brush it today. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But, you know, not putting the qualifier at the end, but try it. It's even hard for me, even in this example, to fully take it in and not try to qualify it. Just say, thank you. Thank you for saying that. It really makes me feel good, right? Letting people's energy, love, connection, letting it in, that actually feels authentic. Our nature, authentic nature, is wanting to connect with people, wanting to share love, wanting to give, and wanting to receive. That is most people's authentic nature. 
And the tricky part is most of the time inauthentic inauthenticity starts in childhood. Starts in childhood, starts in teenager, young adult, adolescent, because there's all this individuation, but there's all this comparison energy. So we want to be our authentic self, and yet we're constantly comparing ourselves to other people. And so by the time we get into adulthood, it can take a lot of time to start digging backwards, taking off the mask, taking off the layers, because it can feel like that's who we've become. And yet it's not who we are, because if it's who we are, we wouldn't be acting in certain ways. We wouldn't be reaching for certain things that are maybe aligned more with addiction. We wouldn't have anxiety or depression maybe about certain things if we were in alignment, if we were in full authenticity. So I'm going to leave you with this idea or concept. I like to play with colors a lot, being able to be your full authentic self. And I tend to be a person that hangs out on the lavender spectrum. I love lavender, the feeling, the essence of it. And so sometimes when I leave for the day, I sit in my car and imagine painting my whole self in lavender, almost as if I could paint the whole inside of my body or light my whole essence up in purple. And as I go out through my day or in my interactions, I try to maintain that color or that essence. And if there's something that I do that causes me to constrict or not take something in, I usually can see a different color. I'll close my eyes and I'll be like, oh, I was feeling lavender, but now all of a sudden I'm orange or there's like a yellow or there's some kind of foreign energy that doesn't actually feel like my authentic self. So it's a fun way to check in around, ooh, did I change? Did I become inauthentic? What happened there? So if I can tell you anything, especially as an empath, an intuitive, sensitive person, starsee, whatever you want to call it, if you're a feeler, if you're a person that is trying or succeeding to be in alignment with your highest self, look at the spaces in your life where they don't feel authentic, whether it's in a playful way, like the color thing that I shared, whether it's playing the compliment game (laughs) that I talked about, or looking at your purpose, your identity, some of these bigger things, your behaviors, look where inauthenticity is happening. Because I can guarantee wherever you are inauthentic in life, it's going to come out sometimes in unconscious ways or in emotional difficulties, mental health, some of these spaces. Being in your authenticity is one of the highest spiritual alignments you can have. And it brings joy, freedom, courage, confidence, all these things that we crave, right? All this energy that we long for to be our full selves, to have that freedom. Authenticity is the way that paves it. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast this week, watching my YouTube video. If you are interested in getting more in alignment with yourself through authenticity and don't know where to start, If you are a Colorado resident, I have therapy online or in person. My office is in Boulder, Colorado. Can't see it right now, but there is this massive, massive weaving of plants around the room behind here. So if you like plants, you're in for a treat. And if you are somewhere else in the country or the world, I also offer psychic readings and do spiritual coaching, things along that nature to help you drop in. So feel free to visit my website to learn more about what I offer. Thank you so much, and as always, sending so, so much love. Thanks for joining us this week on Soul Essence Wellness Center's podcast. Make sure to visit Zandra's website, soulessencewellnesscenter.com, to find more resources about how to transform your life. Zandra is available for private coaching, energy healings, psychic readings, and much more.